0: later on this episode you know you never get too high off the wins never 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 get too low off the losses neither yes i i I don't like to call them losses i like to call them lessons because you learn you learn a loss is when you give up on it completely but a lesson is when you take that loss and you turn it into a victory
1: this is At the Podium with Manuela Mesquad, a podcast featuring interviews with top performers in sports, business, and entertainment to uncover the stories, lessons, and disciplines of the top 1%. Ladies and gentlemen, and now here's your host, CEO and entrepreneur, Manuela Mesqua. Oh my gosh, folks, I am so excited. Yeah. So excited uh, to be with one of my newer friends here in just the last year, mm-hmm. Ty Mopkins, and I have gotten to know each other. Ty is a serial entrepreneur, okay, urban fashion icon, okay, and the defender and steward of the great city of Detroit, wow. Ty. And we agreed I was gonna introduce you. How I wanted to introduce wow. you. Wow. How are you feeling right now? Um I usually don't be at a
0: loss for words, but I'm at a loss for words because normally people throw tight. Like I told you earlier, people throw titles at me.
1: So I wasn't prepared for that. Those those are wow. I can say as wow. I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. I mean, oh. I, I've loved uh, ever since we met about a year ago, mm-hmm. I've started, as you know, following you personally and professionally. And right. I just love seeing all of the great work. It seems almost obsessive. On your behalf, of all of what you do to pour into the great city of Detroit. Right, right. When I say that, tell me what comes to mind.
0: Uh, it's my duty. Tell me more. So, because, you know, I, I come from a place, I come from the 12,000 block of Rose Line. So that's on Detroit's west side. So over there, kids is not dealt a lot of advantages. So, I want them to be able to see that somebody can come from that block. Somebody can come from that neighborhood. Somebody can come from there and make a difference. But not not only just in Detroit, but around the world as well, too. So I take it as a sense that I have to do it. And when you see me, you see Detroit. Unless I'm doing something, I'm matching the outfit, like I got the Raiders hat on and all. That. There's a story behind that. But normally you see me all decked out in lions, tigers, pistons and wings and, and uh, Michigan gear. So, And yep. occasionally, occasionally... I've been adapting. I've been wearing green and white a lot. What? I, because the business that I'm in, I can't be biased anymore. I got to show love to everybody. And I'm going to get to that later
1: on. Remind me to bring that up. Why? 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 I will. Okay. I will. I will. And I love that. I'm glad I'm glad that you shared that, right? About where you grew up. And I want to dig a little bit more into your childhood. But let's take you through the famous four that we start every show with. Okay. Favorite color? Uh, maize and blue. It's two. Sorry, no, no. I'm
0: sorry. Piston red, white, and blue. Okay. <laughs> let's do it like that. Red, white, and piston blue. Wait, let's. I'm trying to mark it piston blue. So red, white, and piston
1: blue. I love it. Good, and I, you know, you know, fa- blue is my favorite. So oh, I'm. Wait. Da- I'm down with that. Honolulu blue and gray. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> navy and orange. Red That's and white. It. I'm feeling it now. Red and white.
1: <laughs> well, tiger navy and tiger orange? Sorry. Uh, a favorite childhood superhero. Spider Man, favorite afternoon snack?
0: Uh, would be well, you know, yeah. you know, I came from the hood, so peanut butter and jelly.
1: Oh, I love it! Two man. nights ago, man, I made myself the sickest PB and J. But was it a thick one? Did it was lay, super thick. That's what I'm it was saying. Super, you thick. gotta lay it on like three tablespoons of peanut butter. There you go, and the um, jelly gotta be
0: juicy. Gotta uh, wait. What brand? Um, I don't even know. Well, no, we're not gonna say because they're not cutting the check. That's. Right. Everything is marketing here, Manny. <laughs>
1: Everything is marketing. Everything is marketing. You see hey, why I took that off? Hey, Everything is I, marketing. Can Aquafina send us a case of water? Right, and then I'll I put mean, the label I, back on. Uh, my, my fridge is completely stocked with Aquafina, and I'm just... I, I think I'm supposed to get a case of water, right? Well, yeah, I'm, and then i put the label back on. It costs a lot for me to market, Manny. Let's so, make sure we tag yeah, Aquafina. Yeah. <laughs> because then i put the label back on. All right, and the fourth. Okay. When you're chilling, when you're excited, when you're celebrating... What is your favorite artist to listen to or favorite song?
0: Jay-Z. Just anything Jay-Z makes. Jay-Z and Young Jeezy. Favorite jam, Jay-Z's. What more can I say? Why? Because he goes off on there and he breaks it down about his career. And pretty much, what can I say? Like the last part of his rhyme is like, let's see what happens when I no longer exist. I'm supposed to be number one on everyone's list. So that's how I feel about it. Right, I'm, legacy. I'm supposed to be the best here in Detroit. I'm supposed to be the best in the world. Yeah. Let's see what happens when I stop creating. Let's see what happens when I no longer exist.
1: Yeah. So let's let's go let's go right into your story. But take us all the way back to the childhood. You are so creative. Right. I mean, the stuff you come up with, the fact that you came in, like I didn't own that Ty Mopkin sign until right now. Right.
0: Well, I've seen p- previous interviews, and I know this is <laughs> green and white heavy over here. <laughs> So I wanted to bring something over that kind of blocks the green and white a little bit. <laughs> Plus, everything is marketing, man. Everything. Yeah. Everything. So whenever you see me, you're going to see the name. You're going to see something because I needed to stand out. Just like you can see the Shell logo or the Pepsi logo or the Coca-Cola logo or the Red Bull logo. And those that's what, you're buying. You that know, what you, you're buying. You know it by brand recognition and it's embedded
1: in your brain. Yes, it is. Yeah. How early did that start for you? Day one. The, the creative side, the awareness of people are influenced by what's in front of them.
0: Well, day one, because I've seen how people go crazy over where I came up at. It was like, let's say, late 70s, early 80s. So that's when really the drug era really came into urban neighborhoods, into my neighborhood. And you would see that when we dress or if we wear jewelry, that was a sign of success. Huh. So that was like, oh wow, he's making it. He's he 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 is successful because he's wearing the newest sneakers. He's wearing the newest outfits. He's wearing jewelry, he's wearing this and wearing that. So by us coming up, we didn't have a lot of advantages as what the suburban kids or what just everybody else around us had. So we thought that that was the life. We thought that was the way out. And the one interesting fact is you can take a lot of us and put us and sit us down and we never knew we was broke. Because everyone around us was the same way. So we just thought that that was life. You know, it wasn't nothing to have your electricity cut off or the water cut off. Because if the water cut off, you just go to your neighbor's house, get a water hose and fill up some stuff. And you use that for the next couple of days until you're able to pay the bill to get everything caught up. And there was no shaming and guilting at that time. There was no shame at all. Right. It was no shame at all. It was no shame at all because it could be you next week. It could be the neighbor down the street two weeks from now. So it's like. It was the way of life that we did. And I think that's why a lot of us are still tight knit to this day, because we came when you say you really came from the bottom. Yes, you really came from the bottom. So, yeah. you know, that right there was the part of marketing for me as well, too. When I saw that, it made me think that this is the way. Huh.
1: What was the first brand in your childhood that you fell in love with and became obsessed about? Adidas why
0: because that was what the the uh the drug dealers was wearing that was what the hustlers was wearing it's and insane, all that right? yeah so adidas top 10 adidas jogging suits then run DMC made it popular oh man and then then after that we uh we fell in love with a brand called fila <laughs> so fila was a successful <laughs> tennis brand so we thought that that was upper echelon now that's it and you know the acronym for fila for us was finally i'm leaving adidas no So we left Adidas To go to Fila So that's when I really got creative And started drawing shoes Because that was The first model shoe I ever started drawing Was the Fila Tennis But in our neighborhood We call them the Dope Mans Okay Because that's what All the drug dealers Was wearing And we call them the 105s Because they was $105 They was like Yo I gotta go up here To Sunnies And get a new pair Of the 105s
1: Let's go back to Adidas Okay My favorite brand Of all time Okay By far
0: Adidas need to cut a check For that
1: yeah, we should. Can Everything we, is marketing, man. Adidas. Hey, I'll start wearing. I'll start wearing my Adidas Rock Stars more or Superstars more often. <laughs> there you go. Um, who was, who was the most famous person or celebrity-like figure in your life at that time that was consistently rocking Adidas that you think really, really made it what it became at that time? Nationally, of course, it was run DMC. Hands
0: Loc- down. Locally in Detroit, yep. it was this notorious group called YBI, Young Boys Incorporated. So they made Adidas popular in our neighborhood. They would wear the Adidas top 10. You couldn't go inside a Foot Locker or back in the day, we had sneaker stores called Sneakers and Cliques and Imperial Sports. You couldn't find a pair of top 10 because this was a crew of hundreds. Mm-hmm. And they would go buy up all the top 10s mm-hmm. and all the Adidas suits. So mm-hmm. I would say, national. It was Run DMC. Locally, it was YBI, Young
1: Boys Incorporated. As you got into the sneaker game officially Mm -hmm. and really started designing and creating um, your own way of seeing fashion. Did the brand change for you in terms of who you thought was doing it well, who you thought was being innovative, was on the front edge of coming out with new ways to present a sneaker, sell a sneaker, market a sneaker? That is a great question. I just wow. I see all the brands. I mean, I'm like, no, you got Adidas, Reebok, Fila, New Era, Nike. I mean, you've literally worked with all of the best. But yes. Was there somebody that you were gleaning from? Because I've always seen you kind of on the front end. Right, right. Wow. Of a new trend. So, two brands come to mind. Okay.
0: Of course, Adidas, because we grew up loving that. Still, yeah. Really, three brands. So, Adidas was the first. And when I was able to work with them and curate the release of the top 10 again, and it went national, and it was a taste of Detroit, because we did an event. This one, I was started off, and I was at Puffer Reds in Ypsilanti. Uh, shout out to the great Eric Williams. And... Mm. uh we uh, we did an event and we took over a ho- we took over American Coney Island downtown. We closed it for a private event and we released it because I wanted everything to be Detroit based with it. Second second was Fila. Yeah, I got a chance to collab on three one three day here a couple years ago. Yeah. And congratulations! I know that was a huge success. Thank you, thank you. So. We did that, and, and I was able to curate and design and come up with a feel of tennis, which we called the Dope Mans back in the day. So I did my own colorway with that. I did a green and white that represents the Welcome to Detroit sign when you come into the city. Yep. And so we did a, a hint of gator on there, too, because back in the day, Detroit was known for wearing gator shoes from Murray. Mm-hmm. So last but not least, oh, well, no, even with that feel of stuff, we did something else again because I did a Grand Hill shoe. And I oh, did something yeah. with Grand Hill. And that's a hell of a story right there that we're going to talk about one day. Yeah. I got I to talk about that. And last but not least, the current relationship that I have is with Starter.
1: Yeah, unbelievable, right? I mean, we go to Pistons games and it's, you know, if 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 somebody's rocking a jacket, they quick to 50, show the inside. 50% of them are the starter jackets. Yes. Right? Yes, I mean, yes. that's without exaggeration. No, it's not. It's
0: not. And, and it's even more because it's to the point where the Pistons took notice of it and say, hey, how do we work to you? How do we work with you? And that's a great tip of the hat to the Pistons organization. You know, they have great people over there like Alicia Jeffries, uh, Tyrell Kirkham, you know, oh, they're sure. in the mix and they embrace the city. Yes, and so they reached out to a lot of Detroit tastemakers and absorb what the city meant, and it helped. And it actually helped carry the team. You know, we you forgot for a while that the Pistons was a lottery team. Because of the excitement that they created around the community and in touch with the Pistons. Because you're at every Piston game as well, too. Yes. So you awesome see how they possible. take community stuff and they put it on the board and they Always. celebrate Detroit. Not just the team, but they celebrate the community and its people. So a big tip of hat to Alicia and Terrell and everybody over there working hard at the Detroit Pistons.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. I've been so impressed at... uh you know, my friend, Mike Zavatsky, who mm-hmm. arrived from the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. two years ago. I just been so impressed as to his vision. Yes. And, and just straight hustle, man. I mean, you talk about a guy. Uh, Mike okay. may
0: have the cleanest sneaker game. In he does every, have the
1: cleanest sneaker game. Every time I see him, he's in brand new. It's a different pair, right? Jordan 1s. I teased him about that. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen the same pair twice. No. And he's just so modest with it. He I just, know. He don't even walk. He glides. Yeah. When I see him in the arena, he just glides. Hey, kudos to Mikey Z. Yes, Check sir. him out on Instagram. Mike Zabatsky, though, he's definitely a trailblazer as well in the game. Yes. Um, he, oh, Along the way. You've had a number of accolades and achievements, You know, organizations reaching out and recognizing you for what you've done, mm-hmm. not just in fashion, but for the community in mm-hmm. Detroit in general. Talk to me about who's been the most influential person in your life from your childhood forward, and it's okay to pick someone at different stages of your life. Day one, and to this day, my mom. Tell me more. Uh,
0: she raised, well, I come from a mixed marriage. Yep. My mom was white, my dad was black. My mom family disowned her for being with my dad, and you know she raised me not to judge anyone, regardless of the circumstances and where Love I grew- and where I was first born. I was born downtown, Detroit, like cast corridor way. Oh yeah. So if you know anything about that, in the late seventies, <coughs> in the late seven, well, mid to late seventies, that wasn't the best place to be. Yeah. So. It was nothing for us to see drug dealers, pimps, prostitutes, drug addicts, just everything right in there. But my mom treated everybody as they were the same. And so she was the first to instill in me, like, you know, never judge anybody by the way they look or their background, because that could be you tomorrow. Yep. And that's something that just stuck with me to forever. And now it hurts a little bit because some of the major announcements that I, I, I've been making and... All of the stuff that's been happening, I can't share it with my mom now because she's no longer with us. I lost yeah. her in February of 2021. Yeah. I'm and this really and this sharing stuff, that. Yeah. And, and this is stuff that me and you talked about, too. Yeah. You know, my condolences with your father as well, yeah, too. Thank you for Because, because we know how much family means to us. Yes. Because I tell everybody, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a mother. I had a mama. Yeah. And so in the inner city and in the hood... The term mama is a little different. Mm-hmm. That means everything. Yes. Everything. So it, it would definitely be my mom. And to that, to this day, I carry values. Or even now, since she's no longer with us, I still hear uh, voices in my ear saying if I see something on. My mom was big on watching the news. And she would see something that somebody needs help. And I would know when the news is on if I'm not watching it because my phone would ring hmm. And my nickname in the neighborhood and growing up was Rony. So she would call me. She'd be like, Rony, you know what you got to do? All right, mama. So I've helped so many people that my mom saw on the news and I got in contact with them. And just like a couple of years ago, it was a kid that got robbed at the bus stop for their sneakers. So I went and made sure that kid had five new pair of shoes, mm-hmm. had everything that they needed. And I did that. A lot, a lot of stuff I do under the radar. Sure. Because I think we're at an age now where so many people want to show you that they're helping. And I get it. I get it. But I don't get taking a selfie with me giving a homeless person some food. Because it's like, hey, look at me. I'm helping people. It's like, just give the food. Yeah, just just do it. Yeah. And that's what I do. Sometimes if I feel like it's an organization that needs help, then I would shout it out. Then I would do things like that. But I do so much stuff under the radar, Manny, that... That it's it's, it's my God calling for my mom to go do it Yes You know, it's a meme out. I don't know if you've ever seen it Where it's like people nowadays And they got 20 people taking a picture of a guy Sinking in quicksand But they got their phone out recording it (laughs) You know, and and that's what we're about now Now, if you're helping people from the heart, do it I don't need to already disgrace a person That's receiving the help Yes. And then putting them on blast by me putting it on Instagram so I can get 15 to 20 likes or a right. thousand likes saying, oh, my God, you have a good heart. I know I have a good heart because my mom raised me to have a good heart. Sure. So I don't need validation from the community when I do stuff like that. I just do it
1: well and uh, i'm glad that you brought that up samantha and i uh speak often because i i i spent such a large portion of my adult life well childhood and adult life looking for validation from others and she's like man you gotta just you gotta validate yourself gotta do it you gotta wake up and have that comfort and confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. that you're worthy that you're good that you can add value Mm -hmm. that you make people happy Mm -hmm. and so it's great to hear you acknowledge that as well, mm-hmm. right? To know that, you know, you have to self-validate. Mm-hmm. And and that's important as well, too. So, of course,
0: I'm, I'm validated on social media. Of course, yeah. But I tell people be. all the time, I was validated in the streets way before I was validated on social media. Right. My goal and my purpose is to always make a difference to where my kids can walk into establishment and they'll be like, you know what? Don't come out your pocket for nothing. Your dad was a great man. This on me. Yep. You know, I want that to be my validation in life that my kids can go anywhere. My wife can go anywhere. And they're treated with the utmost respect because they know what type of husband she had or what type of father my kids had or even my nieces, my nephews, cousins and friends.
1: Yeah. You know, that go, that goes. A, uh, that really does go a long way. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had a few recent experiences that that really made me feel good, mm-hmm. um, both uniquely at an airport, mm-hmm. but uh, one, at a place where we always get food every time we get to the airport mm-hmm. early. And the young lady, Barbara. What place is that? Uh, it's in the Sky Lounge. Mm-hmm. And Barbara, who's the bartender. That Shout out Delta, Always right? works there. Shout out to Delta. There you I do go. Fly to, uh, I love Delta. There you go. I love Delta. That's another check. But- Barbara, who's the bartender there, we always get water and a ginger ale. Right. Atlas always has a ginger ale when right. we're flying. And we get a bunch of waters. And she, the last time Samantha went there, she told me that Barbara said, you know, your husband is a really good person, and I can tell. Mm-hmm. Today, Samantha gets to the airport this morning, and the same. we go to the same sky cab. And the gentleman told Samantha, you know, your husband's a really good guy. hmm and, and so, those things make me feel good because that's who I want to know and to feel proud of me, right? Which uh-huh. is my immediate family, uh-huh. my children, my spouse, my mother, uh-huh. uh, you know, my father, rest in peace, Amen. my brothers, um, my godson, Ham, whose birthday or, uh, uh, yeah, birthday was yesterday and his first communion is a Saturday in Chicago. Okay. You know, that's who, that's who we do it for,
0: right? Exactly. That, that's where I want to be validated at. Yeah, I, I, I want to be verified at home That's yes. why I want to be Because I want them to take those same values Because growing up we, we didn't get handed down a lot So we Especially in inner city We have to break curses Because I know my last name My last name had curses on it I know it has Because I'm looking at it And I come from a family of Alcoholics and drug addicts yeah. So somebody had to break the mold, so that Mopkins name can mean something going forward. At least but, something different, right? At least something different. Yes, at least something different because what it's known for is told what, what what it was known for was totally different
1: than what it's known for now. And that somebody had to be the first. Well, and think about what you just said though, because I've just never met a human, at least not in my life, that's been pure evil. Right. So think about this. Right there were a stack of great things Uh about the many Mopkins men and women who came before you. Right. Uh But that's what my issue is with the media is they sensationalize only the negative things Uh or not always, but they play news that seems sensationalized and that people want to cling to, and so many times it's negative. What well, negativity? Intonality.
0: Negativity sells.
1: Yeah, people tune in. How tragic! People, pe- people tune in
0: to see people's downfalls. Yes, instead of us celebrating. It's just like that in life, you know. And I won't. I won't go in depth with it. Uh, a person that I'm good friends with was once the mayor of the city of Detroit, and all they focus on was the downfalls. He made mistakes. He did. Yes. He he made mistakes. But very seldom was his good points ever brought up on how he created this to have this come in, what you see now. Because what you see happening now had to happen back. Yes. It just don't pop up overnight. That's right. So I get that the news have a job. But if you if you really noticed it, the first five to ten minutes of the news every night is very depressing. Yes. It's either somebody done done something or somebody done died and it's just it's just you know, it's it's just the way of the world, but that's what bring in ratings and that's what brings in money
1: but i love how mama though would flip that script mm-hmm. and call you mm-hmm. and say hey hey you know what you gotta happen, go do you know what you gotta do mm-hmm. right and then and then that's where that negativity flips into a positive mm-hmm. outcome mm-hmm. because people like you right say hey if not me then who exactly right like dc said when he was here in the chair oh yeah a month and a half ago i mean oh, that's yeah. Derek coleman's biggest thing right if it's not me then who
0: yeah, I were we tell. waiting for? Yeah, I could tell DC was there because we had to fix the mic because it was way yeah, up here. Yeah, we the t- mic was up here. <laughs> shout out DC. <laughs> that also, uh, shout out Derek Coleman and Terrence Wheeler. So Terrence yes. Wheeler is another guy that, yes. that you should talk to as well too because they, they do a lot. And you really don't hear a lot about what they're doing unless they say it because they like, you know, Terrence Wheeler went to the greatest high school of all time, the great Detroit Southwestern High School. And... We was taught there as well, too, by the great Perry Watson. Oh. And we, we do it because we're supposed to do it, because I know what it's like to give, because I'm not too far from being the one that received. Yes. So I know what it's like to go without. I do. And so there's an old saying, too, that it say, don't lose tomorrow reaching back for yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm just constantly moving forward and focusing on who we can help today.
1: Yeah. I love that. Focus forward. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Who else? Let's touch on one more. Who else has had a tremendous influence in your life? Let's go past childhood, adulthood, the creative side, you know, personally, professionally, any of that. Creative side would be my, uh, my big brother,
0: uh, and not blood brother, but my big brother. And, uh, his name is Carl Banks. Oh, so, for sure So he's the president of Starter in G3 uh, Unfortunately, he went to Michigan State University He's an All-American
1: there He He's in the Michigan State Hall of Fame Coach Izzo, he did give mad respect to your signed ball In yes. front of my TV Oh
0: yeah, no I respect Tom Izzo Tom Izzo is, is a goat
1: And, okay So let's touch
0: on this What I said we was going to talk about earlier When it comes to Michigan State, right? Yes Okay my childhood idol is Irvin Magic Johnson. My idol is Isaiah Thomas, but my childhood <laughs> idol and my favorite basketball one of my favorite basketball players of all time is Irvin Magic Johnson.
1: Yeah, don't be upsetting every other basketball player from Johnson's time. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Michigan State. Yeah. One of my one of my all-time favorite
0: basketball players is Steve Smith.
1: Oh no, yeah. Okay, for sure, especially if you're if you're from here and saw the up and coming. Okay, so he's one of my all time favorite basketball
0: players. Okay, another one that's that's a good friend is Mateen Cleaves. Yes, oh totally. Right, so you see the pattern. (laughs) Yeah, I can't shake it. So my mentor, my brother, my everything in this business that taught me the game and put me in a position to win is Carl Banks. So I would say Carl taught me a lot, you know, because I've seen what he did with G3 and how he helped revamp starter as well, too. And took a kid from Detroit that screams maize and blue and held to the victors. Yes. And put him in a headlock and taught him the game as well, too. So Carl Banks would definitely be a person as well.
1: Yeah, I love that. What uh, when you think of all that you've gleaned or absorbed uh, from the personal and professional influence of somebody like Carl Banks and the many others that you've had in your life. Is there a project? Is there a dream project? You know, stuff that's like up in dream space for Time Hopkins that Mm -hmm. you're like, man, at some point, Mm -hmm. I will do X, Y, and Z. Uh,
0: We would do a, a Bad Boys collaboration with Isaiah Thomas and Rick Mahorn. And Isaiah... Is a mentor as well too Rick Mahorn is a big mentor as well too As a matter of fact Rick Mahorn uh, I'm on Rick Mahorn's prayer list That he sends out every day So Rick Mahorn sends out a prayer text Every morning And I'm one of the few That's on there as well too So I know it's an old saying like You never want to meet your idols But I'm glad I met mine Because mine has become My idols has become friends So that's one of the probably the most biggest projects that I want to work on. I want to curate a Detroit Pistons bad boy story with Isaiah and Rick Mahor.
1: What what will it take to do that? Time. Because everybody's so busy now. It's the only thing that's finite, right? It it's is. the greatest gift. It is an email. It is
0: an email chain out with me, Carl Banks, and Isaiah Thomas. Brainstorming. And, and yeah. So yeah. it's there. We just got to find the time because Isaiah is busy. Yes. Carl's busy. Now yes. I become even busier. Yes. So now it's to the point we just got to be like okay, let's sit down and get it done where we can just have a breath of fresh air and get it done.
1: And it has to make sense too. It has to make sense. Of course. It has to make sense. Talk to me about Mr. Allen's sneaker shop. Uh they were a great
0: landing stop for me. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, When I was at Puffer Reds in Ypsilanti, we're talking a two-door operation there. So that's where I really learned the sneaker game at. And I really learned the sneaker industry because that was my first time ever going to Nike's headquarters in Portland and sitting in meetings. And one thing about me with meetings, I'm very... Outspoken, and I'm very opinionated. So if it doesn't look right, I'm going to tell you it doesn't look right. I'm not the typical fan guy that's going <laughs> to clap my hands and say, oh my God, this is the greatest you ever No, If it's whack, I'm going to let you know it's whack. Yeah. So I'm pretty much, when I walk into meetings and boardrooms and things like that, people cringe for some reason because I just tell the truth. So by me, making noise at Puffer Reds like I said again shout out to the great Eric Williams who gave me the opportunity and the chance to learn this business as well and Mr. Allen's was during the time where they wanted to rebrand their name because they was known as the discount store and you'll see the little character pop up that say 29 or 2 for 50 so they was known as a discount outlet and that was good because that was something that was needed at that time because it was nothing like it at the time Yes. so when time changed of course footwear that's when the sneaker game became outrageously popular where release dates on shoes you had people lining up to buy shoes resale value on shoes went up and Mr. Allen's wanted to change their image and they wanted to become elite so the owner's son contacted me and this was like a year a year going back and forth hey, we need you over here. We're trying to rebrand it. We know what you can do. You know, how can we get you over here? And I'm like, eh, I'm okay because I was comfortable. How long ago was that? This was 2000. It took from 2013 to the middle of 2014. Okay. The back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth. And so the first couple of times I just pushed it to the side like, no, I'm cool because I was comfortable. Yeah. And then... People was coming to me in the industry. It was like, hey, man, you probably need to take this because it's the jump start you need because now your name is bubbling in the industry and you just need to focus more on the next step.
1: Yes. And
0: so we talked back and forth again. They slid me an offer. I slid it back. They slid another offer. I slid it back again. And I, they said, OK, listen, let's just stop. You tell us what you want and what you need. And I told them and they made it happen. And I came over there and turned eight stores into 32 stores. Wow. In a matter of five years, which they just recently sold in 2019 to a company uh, out of Germany. And the thing about that was the company wanted me to stay on and become vice president of marketing for them. But the thing was, I had to move to Philadelphia because that was going to be the corporate headquarters there. And at the time, I just couldn't do it. You know, it, it was nothing wrong with what they did. It was just my decision that I sure. didn't want to, you know, join them. What kept you from going to Philly?
1: Well, at the time It's another great town with a great story, great history, great but, people. Yeah, no disrespect, but it's not Detroit. Yeah.
0: So I love Philadelphia. I love it. Some of my some of my close friends play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, and uh, Slay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Slay, my guy. So uh It just wasn't Detroit. Then at the time, at the time, my uh, my wife's father has just passed. Sorry. And at that time, that's when my mom started getting sick. So my mom was diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver, but in her case, it was called Nash non-alcohol cirrhosis because my mom never drank in her life. So she Uh. developed cirrhosis from years and years of eating fatty foods. So it gave her a fatty liver, which turned into cirrhosis. So I knew Sorry I couldn't, so I knew, thank you. So I knew I couldn't leave. Yeah. Because, because ain't no punk or nothing like that, but I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, that's okay. You know, but sure. I got to be 20 or 30 minutes at all time from my mom call. I got to be there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Not that yes. she put that weight on me because she <sighs> didn't. It's because of my responsibility as a son Yeah. that I had to do that. So it was a lot of stuff going forward. Plus I was just getting going like the name was just started to bubble with starter. Yeah, no doubt. And when somebody's going to give you that amount of money and that position, they don't want me to do starter anymore. So they want you to focus on that, which is there which is understandable. So that right there was a no-brainer for me not to do it. So a lot of things played in the place, but those probably were the three things that kept me from not joining. And I think I made the right decision because we're doing great things now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, if you go, if you just go back to 2019, and I landed in Michigan from Chicago in 2017. Okay, you know, I've been hearing your name since I got here, and if I just watch from 2019 forward, I mean, you've had so many micro and macro wins right since then. Right, right, right?
0: and 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 that's because we do things the right way. We don't. What's that mean? We 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 don't oversell our product. We don't oversell the brand, and people. Once again, when they see that name, they know that it's loyalty involved. Yeah. They know it's quality yeah. and they know it's heritage. Like the key word people say all the time now is the culture, 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 yeah. culture. Well, culture is temporary because culture always changes. Uh-huh. But heritage is forever. Yeah. So I come from heritage. So what you right. see for me now is stuff that's all from my past, all the stuff that I I love growing up. And culture tried to repeat heritage a lot, yeah. but it it comes off corny sometimes. So when people say, oh man, do it for the culture. No, do it for the heritage because the heritage is stronger than the culture.
1: Yeah. And culture seems to be a a top down type reality in most like corporate cultures. Mm -hmm. Right. Culture is sold to the highest bidder. Yeah. As the leader goes, so do, you know, the stewards and managers and Mm -hmm. then so do the people. Right. Mm -hmm. But heritage and history and legacy is what it is it's there it's cemented in time it's there yeah
0: and so that's, that's why you. it was the perfect opportunity for me to team up with iconic grand like starter yeah killer because starter
1: starter draws emotions out of you i mean that's all i rocked as a kid see what I mean, i'm I saying my chicago bulls that's okay chicago bulls it was sick man it was oh it was so sick which one the black one or the red the, one the black one. Oh, the now, black one did you have the button up or the pullover no the pullover Polo. Come on. Those With are coming hood, back. It yes. was sweet. Those are coming
0: back. And, and see how excited you got? Totally. That's the emotion that starter can give you. Because yeah. everybody, every starter has a story. Meaning that. Let me tell you this story Speaking of Philadelphia i tell you how things Come around a lot So growing up As a kid My first starter jacket Was the Dr. J Philadelphia 76 er Starter
1: jacket Because yes, yes, that was right.
0: one Of the most pop. Growing up The most popular ones Were the Philadelphia 76ers Georgetown And Boston Celtics Oh no doubt Georgetown Boston Celtics And New York <laughs> Yankees So those were the top ones So I finally got A Philadelphia 76 er jacket And I just went up the block To this store And I got robbed for it In Detroit coming up three words you don't want to hear check it in and that's what i heard i heard check it in and i got robbed from my uh, philadelphia 76 er starter jacket ironically 20 plus years later i created that jacket again with starter and we sold it
1: out yeah i love that
0: and so that was a great story yeah so that was a aha moment yeah like you know what i'm going to do the philadelphia 76 jacket again and i'm going to get that jacket back in my collection because I got robbed for it, but not only am I going to create it again, we're going to sell it. And we're going to tell the story about how I got checked in for the jacket.
1: Yeah, I love that. You you got to love it. And you created, and I think that that's a, there's, there's a, a, I think just a bigger, even more powerful story than just your love and affinity for that jacket mm-hmm. and that experience you had. Mm-hmm. But it was like, who, who in life says, man, I got robbed of this thing 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out and make it now. Created I'm it with the same company. My loss. And get paid for it. That's insane.
0: Yes, yes, it's a blessing. So it's like to do that, that, that was one of my defining aha moments. Give
1: me, so that makes me think about um, so many opinions and mm-hmm. impressions that I have on today's youth. Okay. And I'm not going to get into them. Okay. Uh, but I'm curious you know, we're all born into life as a winner. Yes. that's a genuine belief I have everyone is born into a winning environment and winning mindset okay. we're born winners okay humans have capacity for anything you think of like the the worst moments in time and it's it took a human to overcome that adversity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're born to win we're born win- with a winning mindset mm-hmm. you think about how many times we get up you know after falling down to learn how to walk-. Mm-hmm. And then adults, and adults' limitations, and adults' experiences, and the rejection they've had in their life, mm-hmm. begins to squash our dreams. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, dream, 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 until you're getting ready to start earning a wage. And then it's like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, that's dumb. Oh, you could never make it in that. Oh, that I heard that industry sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I see your life mm-hmm. as a, a journey of shutting out the white noise. Mm-hmm. I see your life as a journey of shutting out the white noise. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give young men and women today who've got incredible dreams, but they're overwhelmed by the white noise of their environment, the naysayers, if you will?
0: It's going to sound corny because it's a cliche, but you got to keep going. And Say it's more not, about that. And it's not, what I mean you got to keep going, it's like people just now looking at me and thinking, That I was an overnight, overnight sensation. Yeah, they think you've been here. Yeah, they think it's an overnight sensation, but they don't understand. This has been over several hundred thousand nights that I had to go through this, and I have. I tell this to people all the time. I have more losses than I have wins. It's just that people concentrate on the wins. And the wins are so big that they forget about the losses. It's just like playing basketball; you're going to miss more shots than you make. Yes. And people love the shot that you make. You got to learn to forget. Like Carl Banks tell me all the time, "Hey man, it didn't work out. Forget about it. Let it go. On to the next play. On to the next play." And he gets that mentality from football. You know, this guy won two Super Bowls in the '80s and '90s with yes, the Giants. He does. Yeah. So he had and. And his defensive coach was Bill Belichick And then his head coach was Bill Parcells So he has this teaching So he teaches me and he's like Hey man, let it go, shake it off Or if somebody doubts us, shake it off Go go do it, go execute the plan So I would tell them, execute the plan Whatever the plan is But start off as small plans So therefore you can build your self-confidence up. So when I when I tell people all the time They're like, oh my god, you're you killing it You're doing this, you're doing that Man, you you." You uh, you are you you are doing it. And I'm like, well, listen, it was a time when I wasn't doing it. So people are like, man, you just stay busy. Yes, because I know it was a time when I wasn't busy. Yes, it was a time when nobody was calling me. Yes. So I embrace all this and I take it in stride and I just tell them, listen, keep going. It's going to be rough. It's going to be some stuff that's going to make you want to give up. That's the stuff you take and embrace to make you not want to give up. So I love when people doubt me. I love it because when I first started Starter, people was laughing at me. They was like, oh, man, you're going to bring that back. Oh, my God. Who who put release dates on jackets? Who does this? Starter got one <laughs> foot in the gray. Starter is a Walmart brand. Starter is. Oh, my God. It's they 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 this and they that. Now it's like now I got a cliche where it's, if it's not a top Mopkin starter, you a- sell on the bench that's right i've heard you say that (laughs) so people come up to me and show me the inside of their jacket with my name on it yeah so i i I love when people tell me what i can't do because now i'm gonna go 20 times harder and i may lose five times to get that one victory
1: just to show you that i did it but i i heard you i heard you say a number of things there though uh I heard you speak to the power of having clarity in your vision or your dream, Uh like being clear on what that actually is. Right. Uh Uh I also heard you in different words reference, you know, you got to take a minute almost to celebrate the micro wins along the way, Uh because it's, it's through a significant series of failures that you begin to achieve moments of success. Uh You got to recognize those. Uh and i also heard you acknowledge don't try to eat the entire elephant in one bite mhm mhm like one you got to say something got to say something for later yeah got it but that
0: that just comes from my upbringing that is like you know we don't we don't we don't celebrate victories because a pat on the back is only inches away from a kicking ass so it's like you just got to stay focused and stay hungry yeah we won this but we got a game tomorrow too say that again that a kick That a pound the back Is inches away from a kicking ass Man It's it, 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 it's the so same right. It's the same So right Same map So right If you turn around And somebody's face forward If you pat them on the back You can also kick him in the ass At the same time So right So it's like You just gotta keep going You know you never get too high Off the wins Never no. Never 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 get too low Off the losses Neither Yes I, I, I don't like to call them losses I like to call them lessons Cause you learn You learn A loss is when you give up On it completely But a lesson is when you take that loss and you turn it into a victory.
1: Uh, Talk to me about the company you keep. I say this because, you know, in observing you and watching you and getting to know you, when I meet people through you Uh or people because of you, maybe Uh you're not even in the room, Uh but I mention your name and I know that they know you because I've seen you all together or you've Uh mentioned them Uh before. Talk to me about what you're looking for in people that are in your life now, besides well, your incredible wife, right? who is by your side at the majority of the games, yes. right, when I've seen yes. you there.
0: Yes. So she she's one of my biggest inspiration as well, too, because she is my, I kid her all the time, she is my Adrian, and I'm rocking. Yep. So that's my I'm, Adrian. I knew
1: the reference, see, Philly, yeah. he does love you. Yeah,
0: see, I do. I love <laughs> Philly. I just said Dr. J If you come into Man Cave I got a big Dr. J poster in there So no no So you know That's my Adrian So that's my everything You know It was a time when And the reason why I I love her so Well one of the reasons Why I love her so much And I know she's the one Is because My mom loved her And her, Her and my mom I think she took my mom death as hard as I did as well too. Because we are blessed that we have in-laws that we love. Like I yes. love my father in law, my mother in law. I yeah. love
1: them. What a blessing.
0: And my mother and my mother and father loved my wife. Yes. Because she came to me one day and she was like, you know what, Ronnie? I think she really loves you. I said, how you figure? She said, as a woman, you could just tell the way how she looks at you. That's and then and, and then the stuff that you put up with. The stuff that she put up with with you, with you, yeah, yeah, with you. Right. So you know, so she's my biggest inspiration when it comes to succeeding because it was a point in our in in our marriage where we wasn't winning, sure. where, where we was at the bottom, and like Rocky, he had to go back home and had to start yep. all over again, yep. and it was a time where I'm not ashamed to say it that she was the breadwinner, yeah, and I, I just felt bad and I told her about it and she was like, listen. When all this shit is said and done It's me and you against the world So this is just temporary yeah. I ain't gonna I I, I I gotta carry us for a couple of yards But I know you gonna go the rest of the 98 yards To get us to the touchdown yeah. And stuff like that It motivates you that I never let my wife down That I never let my kids
1: down and so it's things like that that keeps me going as well too. So tell me more about the others that you allow in. I know well, how, I've known just by watching you how important your family is. And, oh yeah, and and I appreciate you sharing that. Oh yeah. But you allow others into your life too. I mean, I yeah. you know I think of you know seeing you and Jalen and seeing you with others at the games. Yeah. what are the things you're looking for from those people close to you in your life today outside of your immediate family? How
0: can a person complement your life and what you're going in your journey? Now, don't get me wrong. I have great friends that's not as successful. And the one thing about me, I have have people on my phone that makes $20,000 a year. Yeah. And I got people that make $20 million a year that I'm friends with. Sure. And... That goes all the way back To my mother teaching me Yeah You don't judge mom. anybody Right You don't judge anybody You treat everybody the same So I used to have A big entourage Now I have a dot My circle has become a dot And when you see me With people like Ali Saad From Starters Yeah I love Ali Across you the, know, the street Across from the street here, Great man. Shout out great, to Ali Great family Uh I also have, of course, you said Jalen Rose. So I grew up with Jalen Rose. Yeah. So me and Jalen used to catch the bus to go to Southwestern. And a funny story is the first time I met Jalen, <laughs> I keep saying it. First time I met Jalen, he owned a Philadelphia 76er jacket. So we'll shout out Philly again. And he had the same arrogancy and cockiness you see now. He had it then because he was like, you know, I'm going to the league, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I never doubted him. And this this is when he's fourteen, fifteen. Sure. He's telling you he's going to the league. Yes. And uh I have great friends like Derek Coleman. Yeah. Terrence Wheeler. Yeah. So I keep people around me that's doing stuff in the community. But I also have I also have friends and all that too. That's my friends that I grew up with. Yes. That didn't take the same roles that we took. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're not less of a friend. They're still my friend. They still can call me.
1: Yeah, I've I've observed that. um, I've observed that relationships are really one of the biggest inspirers and yeah. priorities in your life. It is. It's, it's great to see that because I think sometimes we we can get disconnected. And I've been I've been a villain in that movie many times where you get disconnected by right. the trajectory of your career, right, from the people who really matter the most in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the one finite thing that exists is time, right? And it's the greatest gift we give each other.
0: Exactly. But that's the gift and the curse of us taking this journey totally and with this journey comes nights you're not going to see your family a lot nights you're going to miss some games nights you're going to miss some recitals nights you're going to miss this nights you're going to miss dinners but in the end you're building a foundation to set them up so they don't have to take time away time away from their family yes breaking curses yep and that that comes with the territory.
1: You mentioned. I want to make sure we touch on this before we go because it really stood out to me um, in previous talks or times I've listened to you speak, and you reference your father. Right. A few minutes back. Right. I heard you one time speak about. Uh, presence Mm -hmm. and looking your best Mm -hmm. or dressing your best Mm -hmm. or putting your best on Mm -hmm. and how that was something that your father really believed in when you leave the home. Right. You know, you know, be ready. Put your game face on, if you will.
0: Yeah. Look like a million dollars. Look like a million dollars. If you only got a penny, you may fool somebody. Yeah. So
1: my dad got rested. So I
0: lost him last year as well, too. So 2021 was a trying year for me. Trying year for me because I lost my dad in February. He had a heart attack. Then I lost my mom in November And then between there I had a real bad serious case of COVID yeah. So It was 2021 was not my greatest year it was, it was probably the worst year of my life But with my dad We had that That Funny relationship Where I knew my dad loved me But my dad never told me he loved me Never Maybe one time And my dad had a drinking problem and he was a hard worker. He provided the best he could. He did whatever he could do. And my dad would always teach me to be clean wherever you go. Like it wasn't no just waking up and putting on some, putting on some sweats and a t shirt and going sure. to the corner store. No, you have to take a shower, take a bath, get clean, shave. Like I shave, I shave every day. Yeah, you look great. I shave every day because my dad <laughs> shaved every day. So you know if I miss a day, then I feel bad and then start itching and all that. But I shave every day, and I got that from him, and I got the cleaniness from him. My dad was sharp to the T. My dad didn't wear quote unquote jeans and all that because yeah. those guys in the late 70s, early 80s, just wore slacks. My father
1: as well. Dress shoes. Always.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Regardless,
1: totally. we can go to a game. Totally, yeah. He'd be in le- leather, beautiful leather zip up boots. Exactly. And a pair of slacks. I'm like, And we're at the are game are and doing? I go buy
0: him sneakers. I go yeah. buy him jeans Yeah. and I'll buy him a jersey. Oh man, you know I don't wear that, man. I put on a polo and some Love slacks that. and all that. So that's where I got the keen eye of fashion from him because he was so coordinated and he would lay out the next day's clothes, the night of. So, and that's what I do. I do too. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wear this. And, and when I used to like get dressed and I when I know I was going places a whole week, I would get everything ready for the whole week. Like when I go out of town, I pack a week early because I got to make sure everything is pinpoint, make sure everything
1: is to the T. And I got that from him. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So as we wrap up today, uh, tell me the project you're most excited about right now that's on your plate right now.
0: That I'm about to not remake history, but relace history. Tell me Meaning that that I just became creative director for Starter Footwear. That's it. So this is the first time that Starter is going to, in the U.S., is going to curate footwear. So now I get a chance to brand my own story through footwear now. And with opportunities to do other sneaker companies down the road. And I won't talk about that. I'll say that for the next show. Yes. But now that I'm able to do footwear. I love it. And I'm the creative director,
1: and I get to say what comes and goes now. I love it. Uh, who was who helped open that door or keep that door opened while you landed that opportunity? Carl Banks. Still Carl Banks. Still Carl Banks. Man, I got, I got to meet Carl Banks. And, and I was a fan of the Giants. There you so, go. So, yeah. Okay. Great. People want to find you. They want to follow you. Uh-huh. Two simplest places people can find you and follow you. Well, you should already be following me. I am. And you can go just... <laughs> Ty Mopkins, T Y M O
0: P K I N S. That's all my social media handles from LinkedIn to 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 whatever uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Is Black Planet still around? Black Planet? No, I'm playing. Yeah. I'm, playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing.
1: If they want a starter jacket, where do they go?
0: Uh, pretty soon, you'll be able to come to TyMopkins.com Opkins com ty com, or you can go to starter com as well. And if it's not a TyMopkins starter, you're <laughs> still on the you're bench. Still
1: on the bench. <laughs> time man it was a privilege as always brother that's it appreciate you we gotta do this again we gotta do part two and three hey we gotta go to starter for the next one because we talked about this you gotta talk to ali and see if we can make that happen
0: not only that then we gotta take a trip to new york and we go to the starter
1: showroom i love it we can do it there all right on tour cheers